You're listening to the USCA official podcast, which takes you behind the scenes of eventing, covering all the big events, professional tips and tricks, interviews, special guests, and the latest USCA eventing news. Welcome to the USCA official podcast and listeners, this episode is all about planning for the months ahead because we are coming to the end of the season and it is, di- it is time to start thinking about holidays for our horses, sometimes for ourselves as well, uh, and what we can do over the winter to help kind of look back on our season that has just been and look forward to 2023, which it is mad to say, but actually is going to come around really, really quickly. So I have two lovely guests in Dom and Jimmy Schramm to talk us through their plans. And I'm going to start by saying um, that actually, while you are married, you're in totally different places. You're not recording this together. So just set the scene for us, Dom. You are talking to us very early in the morning, but you're at a horse show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, we're, uh, this is actually not that unusual for us to be in two places. But uh, yeah, I'm down in Kentucky at the horse park for a uh, the Mid-South um, three-day event. So. My mum, I get it completely. My mum always jokes that me and my husband are like the royal family. We never travel together. We sort of arrive at different places separately and then um, kind of just reappear again. Uh, Jimmy, how about you? You are at home and it is the start of a work day for you. Yeah, I am home. I just got my sweet doggy all sorted and now I'm running to the barn to do morning chores and then I head off to work. Brilliant. Well, look, um, Let's dive in because I think the holiday season is approaching and it feels like it's been a busy old year and we kind of want to take a step back and say, right, okay, what do we do now? What do we do? How do we go about giving our horses a holiday? Uh, And what is the best way of doing that? So first of all, I guess, Dom, where do we start with making a call on what a holiday looks like for our horse? How do we decide how long they need, how long they should have uh, and what they should be doing? when they're on their holiday? So I think the first thing that you would probably want to really understand is, is what has your horse done this season? Um, I, I would say most of ours, uh, we, we like to end the spring season and the fall season with a, a long format event. So by this point, they've probably been up and running for eight or nine months. So they're kind of looking for a holiday right about now. Um, so to, to culminate your season with probably what's their biggest athletic effort, um, it kind of makes sense that their holiday begins right after that. Uh, I would say for the most part, when I look at mine, if they are you know sort of finishing up either around now in October or November, their total holiday looks somewhere in the realm of six to eight weeks. Um, but I would say that rather than just you know, pulling their shoes and tossing them out in the field and not looking at them uh, for the entire time. What I tend to do is break it up into half. So those first few weeks, they just get, they basically get to be horses. They're muddy and I try not to do too much with them. I don't, I don't care if they're a bit dirty and a bit, get a bit fat. That's okay. Um, but the last part of their holiday, what we will do is just start hacking them. Um, and the big thing about that is it's not so much about putting them back into work. It's actually about minimizing the loss of conditions. So horses kind of are a little different to people. Um, 
just by walking them, even if you don't even pick up the reins, just by keeping them moving, well, I don't know the exact number because it's a bit of a science. It's, it's not quite an exact science, but I bet they lose half as much condition and fitness just by walking them for half of their holiday as opposed to com- turning them completely out. So that would be kind of a, a thing that we've learned over the years um, to, so they can still have a relaxing time, but not necessarily lose every ounce of fitness and condition that you've, you've spent all year building up. I think that's a really good point. Um, what would you do in terms of that kind of initial turning them out? Do you literally just turn them out? Do you kind of bring them down for a, a week or so or a couple of weeks and kind of just reduce their workload? How does that work and what would you recommend on that? Well, it just depends probably on what kind of turnout and situation you have. Like luckily for us, we've got some pretty uh, decent paddocks that are big enough that they're not going to just turn into a uh, you know, a mud pit straight away and depending on the weather, but we like to just turn ours out. Um, I think by this point, they're sort of almost looking for it a bit. Um, uh, I've got a couple of like precious German horses that will get a bit fat a bit fast. So they'll probably come in at night, um, like just for the, first, at least, you know, when the weather's, you know, not cooperating. But um, like I know for Bolly Tear B, like I literally threw him out and he wouldn't come near me for, weeks i think it depends a little bit on the horse i do know some people talk about pulling their shoes i think for us in america because our season runs a little bit longer um than in the uk or in europe like you know we sort of pick things up when we go south for the winter a little sooner i don't know how much benefit there is on taking their shoes off for only you know two months or so um so we keep our shoes on but they might just go a little bit longer than they normally will um, as far as their shoeing cycle, so that makes sense. And what about Jimmy? From I guess if depending on how much work they have been in, that actually you know if your horse if you haven't got good turnout, for example, um, and your sort of traditional turn them away holiday isn't possible, that actually a change is as good as a rest and to kind of take away all of the pressure and have them in very very light work. Is that also an option? I mean, I. I kind of think so. I mean, you got to do what you got to do, right? But, um, you know, I think, you know, kind of piggybacking on what Dom said as well, one one thing we do, and I think you would do this as well, if you were lightening their load, is you kind of change up their diet a little bit, you know, like when they're kind of in full work and getting ready for a three-day or doing a lot of shows, you kind of have them fed up a bit so they have enough energy. So you just, you know, we make sure that we, you know, you know, alter their diet and cut back on everything so they're not full of calories with not enough work, you know, and that helps you keep them from being a little unruly in that period. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, even if you're just hacking or even if you work less days a week, you know, maybe you are on a a five-day-a-week schedule and you go to a a three-day-a-week schedule um, of doing a little bit of work. I mean, it's hard because if you've got horses that can't be turned out, you want to get them out of the box at some point, you know, you don't want them to be stuck in there. So, you know, hand walking, hand grazing is great for them as well. And then you could spend a bit of time with your horse, you know, so you just got to be a little bit creative, but I think that the time span of it, you know, for Dom and I, we kind of stick to, you know, kind of like you said, that kind of six to eight week period of time. 
And expanding on the feeding side of things, obviously, you're taking away a lot of the calories that they perhaps needed when they were going towards that those sort of last few events of the season and and really heavy workload. But do you still want to be feeding them something while they're on their holiday on the basis, even if you've got plenty of grazing that they're getting all their their vitamins and they're getting all the goodness into them to help with the repair? Or or are you quite happy to kind of say, no, I'm not going to fuss over them too much, they can go and be horses, and then we'll pick up when they come back in? I, uh, we feed ours, even if we lighten it, um, you know, because you still want them to be getting the nutritional, nutritional value that they need. And, and, you know, we might put them on maybe like a, like an all, you know, all vitamin supplement. So we're, whether they're sure they're getting what they need, where they would have been getting that before from their grain, hay and grass kind of set up. But yeah, I mean, I, well, I don't know about everybody else's horses, but if I just stopped feeding my horse one day, I think it would pretty much throw down. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so we, even if it's minimal, we, you know, keep them on their routine. You know, horses are just so routine oriented. And I think that when you drastically change something on them, it's, they just have a harder time. So for us, you know, we, we definitely cut back the, caloric intake but we might change it a little bit and put them on maybe a balancer or add a you know like I said like a all-purpose supplement just so we know they're getting everything and then they they're mentally getting something at their three feedings or two feedings but they're not you know breaking down the door to kill you when you haven't fed them either yeah absolutely and I guess as well if they're a little bit you know if they've picked up a little bit of wear and tear or if their their body is recovering so to speak um that actually it just helps feed all of the kind of the body's natural repair systems um to make sure that they they sort of come back in as fully ready for for what's in store as they can do um when your horses have a holiday what do you do at Dom, do you kind of whisk Jimmy off to the Maldives for a couple of weeks, all-inclusive <laughs> relaxation? Or do you kind of strip out the stables and the barn and say, right, come on, deep cleaning time? <laughs> well, um, yeah, I wish we, were, <laughs> wish we were going away on exotic vacations. But I would say um, I, I, I personally get pretty busy uh, teaching uh, around that time of year. I, you know, at least go to the places where it's still a little bit warmer. Um, and then I think the other thing that we, we do is, is, you know, it's a pretty long season. We do a little bit of family stuff around uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then in the years past, like we're loading them up all on the trailer and we're going to Florida. Like it, it, it kind of all happens pretty, pretty quick. But um, I think uh, that's something that's actually kind of an interesting topic of discussion. Like, it's a very, very long season if you are at the first event uh, of the year and at the last event of the year. And I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing uh, for the horses. Um, and it's probably not that good a thing for us as well. You know, like you, you do need a break. And particularly once the horses are sort of educated and they, 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 they sort of know the routine of what's going on, um, it cannot be overstated how important time away just to let their bodies heal and let their um, mental state be become a little, you know, happier. It, it, it has such a massive effect on them. And, I mean, you, how many times have we heard people say, you know, 
oh, the horse came back from the holiday like like better than he was when I put him on, you know, when I started it. And I think that's just like us, you know, when we get worked and stressed and we just need to, we need a break and you come back and you're refreshed and then ready to get back to work again. So, um, I, yeah, I think you've got to pick and choose a little bit your plan. And uh, I do that in the off season as well. I make a, you know, try to figure out how did everybody finish up? Is, is everyone um, healthy? You know, are we coming into next season? with, you know, not carrying any injuries or anything like that. And then kind of reflect on how these last events have gone and then figure out what does that look like as far as with, you know, move, possible moving up. Um, a lot of times you'll finish the season at a level and you'll probably be thinking about next season is going to be a move up coming. Um, you, you want to plot that out. You want to, you know, I talk about this all the time with my students, but it's really important to, you know, start at the end goals and work backwards when it comes to making a plan so that you can kind of, you know, make everything, um, space everything out the correct way. Think about, you know, am I going to go south for the winter? I know there's a lot of people that get stuck up in the frigid north. Um, yeah, you know, maybe you will be only stuck in an indoor for a little while. So you got to think about how does that, how does that affect me getting my horses ready? All that stuff in your planning, it, it's a great time to do it when you're not, so preoccupied um, with trying to you know ride them and compete them all the time. I think it's a, a useful time of year to be able to start you know jotting those things down. What he's saying is Jimmy wants to go on all inclusive vacations and not do anything, and I want to stay home and plan my season. I picked up a thread of that as well, Jimmy. To be honest, um, yeah, uh, make him clean the barn while he stays at home, Jimmy. It's fine. Um, can I can I just pick up on that sort of calendar planning as well? Because you mentioned a little bit earlier on in terms of actually giving your horses a bit of a break through the season as well, even if it's only a shorter break and a little bit, you know, more intense than their total kind of putting them out in the field and leaving them, but still giving them a change in routine and, you know, a freshen up during the season too. If you were, say, for argument's sake, at two star level this year and you think okay next year I'd really like to finish my season in the fall with a three star long format going with what you said Dom of kind of starting there and working back do you also plan in okay if everything goes according to my plan which with horses we know doesn't always happen but you know this is when I'd really like to give them a little bit of a break and this is when I really need to be focusing my attentions um, as to, to what I can be doing if I need any more MER, so minimum eligibility requirements, what I need to be doing to tick off to be able to get to that goal? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you need a plan A and a plan B and a plan C. I, I don't know, maybe maybe three times in my career, plan A has gone off without a hitch. The rest of the time you have to kind of, you know, revert to a different plan. I'm going through that right now with a three-star horse that was, you know, supposed to go to Maryland, but you know, ended up missing one event that was a key lead-up event. So now, you know, she's come here and she's going to go to try on instead. You know, we all kind of get used to having to do that. But, yeah, I would make a plan A. Um, like I say, I split the season up into two. And, you know, the ground gets notoriously hard um, in July for most people. Um, I feel like that, especially if you're further north, you know, and you're on that clay soil. And, like, you know, if you've ever been to any of these events in um, Virginia and, uh, you know, up by us in, in July when the ground gets hard and it gets sticky, I mean, they're not that pleasant to go to. So 
I, I tried to, um, I try to, uh, get them done at whatever their spring three day event is and give them a little mini break, um, after that. So it might only be, it might not be necessarily turning them out, but it might be just hacking them and taking it pretty easy, uh, for, you know, two or three weeks, even, um, like over J- J- July, somewhere there. We, we've also used that time to go, um, you know, like, give them a little bit of a break. And then instead of get, taking them straight to an event, you know, we've gone down to Kentucky before and do some straight show jumping, which I think we're seeing more eventers, uh, you know, go and specialize and do, do, you know, uh, stuff outside of eventing just to, you know, work them. You know, when you're show jumping and you're doing dressage, you're not galloping across the hard ground. You're probably in a surface and, you know, maybe even undercover. So you're not out in the heat. So that can be a useful time to, to do a bit of that. I know for this uh, last winter, we did a bit of an experiment. I think you're seeing people do this a bit more now too, where we didn't go straight to Ocala. We actually went down to Wellington and, and really just focused on our dressage for, you know, four or five weeks as opposed to, you know, running events first thing. And I think there was a massive benefit in that. So like, you know, going back to your planning, yes, for sure. I would, I would be looking at little mini breaks as well uh, when possible, particularly in the summer, in the middle of the year. But also, you know, when you look at your results and, and, and you, you reflect back on what worked and what didn't, you know, maybe this upcoming season at the beginning is a great time to go and get some specialist training in one particular area, show jumping or dressage. I mean, that's the great thing about America is we, we have access to lots of very, very competent people in those areas and you know maybe you don't need to be like eventing in january maybe you could be doing dressage and pick up your eventing later on in february or march so that can be useful too i think that's a really good point jimmy while you're sunning yourself in the maldives would you kind of treat your off season a little bit in the same way as you would your season and kind of bringing up a bit of a plan and say okay well these are the training shows that i have locally and actually, I, I have a real problem in, in the dressage, for example, and I get really tense, my horse gets really tense. And therefore, I know I need to really focus on that. But I guess now is the perfect looking time. looking at my scores, Nicole. Uh, well, maybe, maybe. Um, I, I mean, I, I say no more. But is, there, is this now the time to kind of, I, I guess, kind of regroup and say, okay, I'm going to take a long, hard look at myself what do I need to do and who do I need to talk to to be able to put a plan in place? Yeah, sure. And I, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm I'm kind of um, the type of person that's always thinking and planning the next move because I can't really stick to one thing. I, I'm, I'm a little ADD that way. I kind of just build it as I go. So, you know, like I'll come home from an event and I'm like, okay, this clearly isn't working. So what am I going to need to do in the next six months to make this better, you know, and then kind of go, go about it that way. But, um, Tom's really helpful for me with, with that sort of thing, because he kind of helps me strategize, you know, and, and make the best plans for, for, you know, my horse. And cause I, I am a bit scattered when it comes to planning, you know, like I, I can, I'm real great. You know, I can pick my season and pick my shows and stuff, but sometimes I get a little up and down on what the best thing is, or I might, you know, be a little unreasonable in what I'm trying to do. You know, I might say, okay, well, I'm going to go to Wellington for, I'm sitting my horse to Wellington for three months. And he's like, okay, well, I don't know 
what lottery you just won, but I don't really see how that's feasible. So we come up with a plan that's actually going to work, you know? So, um, but yeah, you know, like I, I try and get all, as far as um, planning and stuff goes, I try and get all that done as quickly as possible so that I don't have to think about it. Like I don't, if, if I'm going to be trying to holiday myself, I'm also trying to, you know, put the horses aside and try and be a little bit normal for a minute and not think about it because it just, it does, you know, it's, it's an all encompassing sport already. And you're thinking about it so much all the time that it, I, I do think it's important to separate a little bit from time to time just to make sure that you're still human, you know, because otherwise we, we just become a bit hard, I think, you know, and the, the, there's so I love eventing and I love horses and everything, but there's so much disappointment that if you don't stop for a minute and take some time to enjoy things beyond the horses, you can get in a bit of a, a mental rut, you know, and then a little bit of a depression if you don't have a great season or like, you know, if you have this current fall season I'm having at the moment, you know, like you can really, you can really kind of downward spiral. So I personally think it's important to separate the two if I'm, if I'm holidaying, but as far as the plan goes, I think, I think the most important thing when you are planning is to a stick to it, right. Which is the hardest part. Um, and B don't be upset when you have to go plan B plan, plan C, cause that's pretty normal. But I think it's important because then you you're setting yourself up for success. I, I, I find that when you get to an event and you feel like every stone is unturned and you've done all the prep, you've done your planning, you've, you've been to every lesson, you've been to every gallop, you've been to every schooling show, then you're just significantly more confident in your event than if you show up and you're like, well, I'm actually not sure if my horse is fit enough and I haven't cross-country schooled in three weeks. You know, like it's just, yeah. it makes a really big difference, I think. It's that old saying, isn't it? That old saying um, of failing to prepare is preparing to fail. And actually, it's it's good to hold yourself accountable. I think you totally hit the nail on the head. And actually, people need a, a break as much as the horses. And as Dom said a little bit earlier, it is a really, really long season, um, particularly for you guys over in the US. You know, we we don't start quite as early as you guys in the UK. I think our first big events really start in March and they run through to October, whereas you have the season on the East Coast that kicks off pretty early in January. And that comes up pretty quickly after the end of the season, um, especially if you've been involved in events that go through to November. Um, a handy little tip from Ecorating's perspective is kind of if you want to hold yourself accountable and kind of look back on maybe the last season or even the last couple of seasons, you can look at your simple metrics and really break down, okay, where are you at with your dressage? It's all very, very simple. So you take your last six dressage scores, for example, and you pick up a six on average. So you add them all together, divide them by six. And that will really give you a, a good indication as to where you're at. Likewise, you can look at it for your cross-country jumping record, your speed, your show jumping, Um and how many people you've been up against and how many people you've beaten. And I, I think what I'm trying to say is actually looking, taking a, a stock of where you are numbers wise can actually one, give you areas of, to focus if you're not really sure of where you need to improve to kind of say, okay, well, my dressage isn't where I want it to be. That's 
what I'm going to look at, um, but also give you something quite tangible to say, okay, I, I can improve on this, or I'm going to improve on this by one mark, um, and set yourself some little mini goals along the way as well. Um, what do we do then in terms of we are full of turkey post Thanksgiving, our horses are literally climbing the field fences ready to get back into work we've got our plan all set so where do we start in terms of bringing our horses back in Dom and how quickly should we progress to maybe clipping them or actually how much kind of roadwork hacking do we do before we start to even think about schooling so I I kind of work off a theory of two weeks um so everything that I do when I add something in new I want to have established it for two weeks before I do more. So, you know, if that means like two weeks of hacking and then then going from ha- that two weeks of hacking to two weeks of, you know, starting to do a little bit of light work or, you know, let's say you don't have an arena you can use. It could be two weeks of hacking and then maybe two weeks of jogging out on the lane or, you know, but, but two weeks for me is a great, um, like, uh, t- like, chunk of time to be able to use before you kind of progress to the next thing i do the same thing when it comes to adding in the fitness work so once they're you know the the, the first kind of milestone i want to kind of create is having them back in work for six days a week so i'm doing that in normally the first month that they're in florida you know we we we've given them a holiday we bring them back in we're hacking them a bit up in pennsylvania maybe starting to do a little bit of light work, you know, whilst the weather holds out. And then when we get to Florida, essentially that first two weeks I'm spending just getting them in the routine of being worked five or six days a week. Once I've kind of established that, then I'll start the jogging uh, to add on to that for two weeks. So now I'm already at the end of my first month and then I would start my canters, you know, my, my interval training or whatever. It depends on the horse. But I think that that two weeks... Um, kind of system has been really useful for me just to make sure that you're not doing anything too quickly but it also creates this sort of um pattern that the horses can follow and you know to kind of get them legged up um you know the other thing too is is uh that's just worth mentioning on that is uh you know depending on what you have access to if you're south you know i'm talking about when we're in florida or in aiken you know, you're able to get outside and you're able to be out on hills and, and uh, or, you know, you know, up and down in the terrain. If you're stuck in an indoor only, um, you know, you haven't been able to get down south, that you can still get pretty creative. Um, you know, like you might not be able to do big jump schools, but I find the gymnastics are really good for for you and for them. It forces you to, to you know plan ahead of time and think well, okay um, what am I going to do where am I going to put these cavaletti and what exercise am I going to go and find for today to keep things interesting and I think that that's been a really in the clinics and stuff that I do in the winter we we spend a lot of time doing gymnastics that kind of uh, keeps the horses um, you know it, it mentally uh, involved and the riders but without doing too much too soon if you haven't had a chance to get a lot of work done yet. I think that is a very good point because actually it's it's very easy. In an ideal world, we all have access to perfect facilities and we can, um, you know, go wherever we would like to go. If we want to go down to, to Florida or somewhere for the 
started the season because that really fits with our plans, then we can do it. But ultimately, life doesn't always work like that. And just like Jimmy's holiday in the Maldives for two weeks, it isn't always realistic at this time. So we have to kind of build our expectations around what we can do and build a plan that works for us. And sometimes that means getting a little bit imaginative. So I think that is a very, very good point to finish on. Um, Dom, Jimmy, thank you both so much. It has been lovely to have you on the show and to get your insight into to what we can do to plan our winter months and really kind of get us inspired again for next year. Of course, anytime. Thanks, Nicole. Happy to be here. Pleasure. Listeners, we hope you've enjoyed it. We hope it has given you some ideas as well on ways that you can uh, kind of utilize the next few months that are coming up. And before we know it, we're going to be into the season for 2023. But the important thing is enjoy this off season now as well. Use it as a real time to reset, to replan and to give your horses a break, but also to give yourselves a break as well, because it's so important to make sure that everybody is enthusiasm levels are charged ready for the new year um jimmy dom thank you listeners thank you we'll be back very soon with more on the usca official podcast thanks for listening to the usca official podcast if you have any suggestions or feedback then we would love to hear from you Get in touch through any of our social media platforms at US Eventing. And don't forget to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform to make sure you don't miss an episode.